someone's coming in. Trick, trick, trot comes a little needy puppy. Hello. Um, no, that's my tea. <laughs> what have you got in your mouth? Funny old leaf. What have you got? Yeah. Chocolate stars. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, nice save. Good boy. Hi. Oh my goodness. We only recorded <gasps> yesterday. Oh god, yeah, we did, didn't we? And then now we've seen two episodes since yesterday morning and there's already too much to talk about. Oh god, I'm exhausted, aren't you? <laughs> I'm so exhausted. I'm exhausted from maths. I was so excited to watch it. Oh, spinach is furious. <laughs> he's so angry at us because he's been in the bedroom asleep while we've been watching maths because he doesn't like watching it with us. He likes to take himself to bed. And now we've come in here to record he's not happy about <laughs> interrupting it, his little haven how dare we <laughs> god who do we start with oh let us go couple by couple tonight permission granted <laughs> <laughs> well funny because i feel like today all of my notes aren't in that order but i think oh, we no. can get there because <laughs> i think my brain just jumps to the next one anyway so who do we start with hmm thomas and adrian thomas and adrian interesting commitment ceremony for them um they talked about sex and intimacy yeah that was nice that paul pushed them on the romantic side of things Mm. you've been wondering that haven't you what yeah they didn't seem very sexy Mm. apart from like thomas obviously being basically completely up for it it looks like yeah adrian hasn't really been very kissy or touchy but then he said he takes a while to want sex isn't that interested in sex mm, it's not a strong drive for him not a strong drive for him did you believe him or do you think it's not a strong drive for him with Thomas. The more I'm seeing Adrian in the past two episodes, the more I'm thinking he's a bit of a wet blanket. <laughs> Sorry, no, I, you're only saying "of" oh, in case he listens. <laughs> And you don't you want to do it? Sorry, Adrian, but like, sorry, the two main people. If we do, if we're doing episode by, if we're doing couple by couple, yeah, we can see that the two right now, what we're being shown, the two strongest people in his life, are right. Thomas, yeah, and Katie, yeah, both of whom. A nuts. I don't necessarily think that that means that he's a wet blanket, but it means that he's definitely drawn to nightmares. But he is a bit of a wet blanket if he's letting those people be so dominant in his life, no? Yeah, yeah, I don't know if it's like letting, I think it's Are like... Are you being personally offended because I'm very intense? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you're a wet blanket. But maybe that's because it serves me. Some people are just drawn to very intense personalities who they have to spend a lot of energy uh... looking after. Yes, so, quite. I, yes, I think it's it's more that he's perhaps a little bit addicted to or, or f- only feels like he's being a good person when he's helping these people rather than just being walked all over by these people yeah which is interesting because like that's thomas's job isn't it to help men who are in difficult situations with their mental health or whatever i forgot about that yeah so it's quite funny and i guess makes sense that he's helping people all day and he wants someone to help him and i do think it's really cute the way Mm. he keeps saying like i i asked for someone to feel safe with and i feel safe with adrian yeah i love that yeah so they yeah they on the in the commitment ceremony thomas says he needs someone to nurture him and Adrian needs someone to nurture. 
So they are matched Which in that way. It's cute. And yeah. I'm just, I can't get over Katie. <gasps> I can't stand the woman. I brought her up a minute ago, but like, I... Oh. <laughs> Sorry. You might have just heard Spinach's head going clunk, Spinach. It sounded really clunk on this as well. The little chair that we've got the microphone on, he's determined that it's his little playground That's now, fine. So. It is what it is. <laughs> um, I think she's a Scorpio. And I think she's a narcissist. Sorry, Jessica Carroll. Oh, that sounds like I'm saying she's called me a narcissist. I just mean because Jessica Carroll's a Scorpio. Sorry, Jessica Carroll. And just yeah, the way... She's got big Scorpio energy. And just the way she called him... So I know, you know, what's best for aid. Shut up. That you called him aid. That was so annoying that she called him aid. And yeah, then weird. she said... Oh, sorry. I've just got all of these things written down. I just need to get them out because they wound me up so much. How she was like, <laughs> for me, the wedding was really traumatic. Oh, my God. Coming from someone who enjoys the probably frivolous use of the word traumatic, this was one step too far. It was ridiculous. You have not... You're, you were just winding him up and asking him so many questions. It's not... You're observing your friend do a fake reality TV wedding, like... Is, Maybe that is a bit traumatic. No, but that wasn't the reason that she was saying it. And then she said, "For me, your communication has massively changed. So now I think I'm on board of it. Of course, their communication has fucking changed. They'd just seen, they hadn't met before at the <laughs> wedding, and then now obviously they're getting on. Ah, oh, Katie, go away. You're annoying. I very much liked." Thomas talking about Katie to, to the camera before they met up, saying, not my cup of tea, but um, she means a lot to Adrian. She doesn't mean a lot to me. <laughs> like, completely insulting her, but also being like, I'm going to keep my mouth closed because I love Adrian. And yeah, he did pretty well, considering. Also, to quickly go back to their chat on the sofa with the experts, it was very cute when they were talking about sex. Sorry if you can hear our puppy crying for attention. Um, when he said, I'd wait six months for sex. Yeah, that was really cute. I like Thomas respecting boundaries. It's really cute. Yeah. And then Paul said, six years. And he was like, no, I draw the line. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, love them. Love where they're going. Love that they survived terrifying Katie. Oh God, terrifying Katie. Sorry, babe. Who do you want to do next? Shanita and Jordan? Yeah, let's talk about Shanita and Jordan. <laughs> What, my best them? friend <laughs> Jordan is my best friend they're just very loved up at the commitment ceremony aren't they yeah I, I literally I'm looking through my notes I have nothing on them because I didn't have anything to say about them that was that exciting apart from them getting a bit annoyed about April and George on the couch and yeah they've got some good reactions I've got that they they were planning their future very happily which was cute yeah complaining about the fact that they live two hours away from oh. each other yeah that's lovely that's a train ride in london that is nothing yeah i know like a journey in london (laughs) we dealt with different countries didn't we babe we did Mm, and we got here and here we are actually it was hell when we were it was bad it was awful but we We cried every day but we did it (laughs) (laughs) so yeah they'll be fine yeah i'm sure they'll be shacked up together already totally i mean of course they are What? We found out that uh, that Jordan put chewing gum around his willy when he was little. (laughs) (laughs) Made me love him even more. I loved that. That was so silly. Yeah, that's literally all I got. Jordan chewing gum willy. Yeah, I've got chewing gum around his willy. Shanita loved it. She did. She (laughs) She was cackling away. Absolutely loved it. And then also, 
I loved it. I loved Jordan's house and he was really proud of it. He designed it all himself. He's like, what do you think of my interior design skills in Darlow? And like, he loved it. It was so cute. It was all silver and uh, he had that. He had that little sign that had glitter all over it that it's said sparkle. sparkle. And then he said oh, that it was from Christmas. I don't think it was, Jordan. Be, yeah, just left it out after Christmas. <laughs> I loved it. It was really cute. And one other thing that I had about there is that when he said to um, Shanita, you get on your side of the bed. Mm. I was like, he's saying in his bed. That's her side of the bed. And I just thought that was really lovely and warm. Yeah, they really like each other, don't they? They do. It's great. How about Jenna and Zoe next? Yes. Let's get I'm trying to get rid of the the smaller couples first. (laughs) Not smaller couples, sorry. That seemed dismissive. I just We love them, but... The the couples with the least drama. We knew where I was going with that. Well done. Thank you. Um, Yeah, loved seeing Jenna's house. Oh my God, me too. Uh, Green Palace. Dildo wind chime. Dildo wind chime, iconic. Um, Witchy vibes. Very witchy vibes. And Zoe said that there were like witch vibes. And we saw Jenna's cool lesbian sister go and get milk and bacon for um, Zoe. Well, we didn't see that, but we saw it in the fridge. That is so thoughtful. I hope Zoe appreciates that. Yeah, like... That was so nice. Like, Jenna's whole life is set up around being a vegan, being sustainable, and then she's cool with just having bacon and butter and milk. Obviously, the I did, we were watching it live, so I thought I heard Zoe something say something, but I couldn't quite... I think I caught it, but I'm not sure. They were talking about who would move where. With Jenna's sister and mum. Exactly. Yeah. And then I'm pretty sure Zoe kept saying, like, it'd be hard for me to be open to move because I like the people I work with in my office. Okay, cool, bro. But, like, your girlfriend, sorry, your wife, Mm. literally has a whole business and a house. So you can't just, like, expect. That was, that annoyed me that she was just being stubborn. But I didn't, I don't think she wanted to look like the person that was going to, like, back down. So she was, like, acting all hard. And then I'm pretty sure she said she's 90%, cer- 99% certain that she'd want to stay. She wouldn't, yeah. That was worrying. Um, and that Jenna would have to be open to that. And I was like, ha. Huh. But Zoe has a thing that she's a bit obsessed with compromise, isn't she? And she, like, doesn't want to be the one that's compromising more than the other. And I think if you're tallying, if you're really tallying that much mm. then you're not compromising properly it's not gonna end well yeah you can't just kind of try and divvy it all up equally well i did this but i did that's not compromising that's just you keeping tabs and yeah. not actually sincerely doing anything properly yeah but i might be being harsh but i just think where's she coming from you know yes like like when we got together yes and it was just very apparent that you wanted to stay in London and I was like okay I could I could live in London and it was I've never been like well I moved to London so now you have to do this thing and yeah it would be horrible if I did that yeah I'm just saying how lovely I am at compromising (laughs) but you know what I mean you never did it that kind of like if I give you this then you give me that it was like something that we both wanted to do yeah and I think if you love someone then you do want to do things for them and it's nice if they do the thing back but it's not it's not a part of the contract is it yeah it should, they shouldn't be competing for who's the best compromiser no. and who's giving up the most. No, which is obviously something that they've kind of tried to make out in the editing with the uh, with the vegan stuff. So yeah, and it's hard if like you don't want to just assume that Jenna's work means more because she's like a self starter or whatever. But I do think that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fine. But get that, over it. That though. is what I think. <laughs> so from a Willy Windchime to. <laughs> I can get 
All the willy I want. All the kind of willy. <laughs> what the, did you say? All different kinds of willy. Free willy. <laughs> um, I mean, Mrs. Willy. again and again, we're proven time and time and again, time and time and again, time, time and time, time again, again. <laughs> we're proven right that Kwame is a waste man. <laughs> Come on. What is happening? I'm shocked. I mean, I'm so not Kwame's, shocked. I mean, is, it, is this the episode that Kwame said, yeah, we got this. <laughs> We got this piece. We got this piece. Peace. Oh, I'm so embarrassing. Keisha was like, piece. what are you talking about? You haven't like, got anything because you can't even tell her whether you even like her a tiny bit. You've I know. Got nothing. Oh my God. And like, oh, it was so embarrassing. Yeah. So he, Keisha being like, I wouldn't be as confident as you in saying that we'll be fine on the outside. Yeah. He comes up to the experts trying to look like they've come to this agreement together because they're just and he clearly hasn't even barely discussed it with her i know he's saying that they don't need to be there because their relationship is so good but you're a private person that won't let your wife into your house (laughs) yeah when having his own journey and is just expecting her to come along for the ride Uh, and she's kind of i I don't know i get away with it i think he'd be letting her into the house if she was different if she was the little tiny instagram model unicorn wife that doesn't exist that he said he wanted he's trying to dump her or get rid of her yeah. without having to do it on telly and consequences and looking like a bad person on looking the TV. like a bad person have, like i think he wants to ghost her basically because if he does it in front of the experts uh, then he has to answer to it he's just so weird i'm just remembering him at dinner and how he was like oh have i not told you how much i like you or something oh no have i yeah, not told how you I how feel, i feel but Sorry. then still not telling her how he feels and then his friend was even like i think what Keisha's trying to say is this and I was like mate yeah it's basic as fuck <laughs> he and tried he just... to take her around a park oh my god this is my local park <laughs> I was like okay and yeah he just obviously the reason he's not showing her his house is because he doesn't want to show that he's got a shit house and doesn't want to look shit on telly like surely that's it mm. I think it's just like you can't say you're secretive and private when you've decided to go on a TV show full stop yeah. That's about you marrying someone. Yeah. I don't think he's worried about his house. I mean... What do you think he's worried about? He he's just, just embarrassed wants her. to get her away, but doesn't want to admit that that's what he wants. And he's trying to make it seem like he's such a good father, that he doesn't want to get his family involved before he knows. And, like, he needs to be in the oh, real world. He hasn't world. even said those words, but, though. But those that's implied. He still hasn't actually said, I don't want to get anyone involved because I'm a good father and I want my kids to be the right. But he hasn't said any of those words, which yeah. would make more sense. He's just said... I'm secretive and private and I'm, I'm not ready to do that on Such the t- thing on to say. The, in this ex- he said in this project or something and I was like you've been sleeping in the same bed as this woman for about two months yeah like fair enough I understand that you need to have a normal existence with someone before you maybe see whether it's going to be a forever thing but you can know whether you really like the person when you've literally been sleeping in the same bed with them. I think Kwame has realised now that his like pickup artistry, what is it, they, those like mm. man pickup videos don't work when you're in an intense situation like this. Yeah. And what I'm referring to is like those really incel sort of videos where mm-hmm. you uh, you think you are owed women. Mm-hmm. I think he's definitely watching that shit. And just the way that he said oh, do you not think that I've told you about how I feel? He was trying to, like, manipulate her, but it wasn't working because I think he's a bit thick. 
Yeah. Like, I think he fucked it up. He thinks that he can manipulate her, but he can't manipulate her when he's spent this much time with her. I don't know. It was just Or weird. he thinks he's already giving her such a privilege by just being, being near in his her. presence. Yeah. Oh, God. And I think because Keisha's been looking kind of trying to look happier and they've been looking kind of calm. And when she was all like, I know where my husband is. Like, oh, yeah, I forgot she said but, that. But she's not looking happy now. now. Yeah, now I'm thinking that maybe she went into that mode because of the first couple of weeks when she felt really rejected by him and he didn't want to have sex with her and she did. And then she was like, oh, God, everyone's seen that I was trying and he wasn't. So I reckon maybe she, like, retracted into this kind of cool-headed thing to to try and... Be um, what he wants. Or make everyone else think that it was going well to to cover up her embarrassment of that moment or something oh, no, yeah. and to maybe yeah maybe attract him in the end by being that aloof person and now she's just like what's the fucking point you don't even like me and i'm not allowed in your house can't oh have God. a cup of tea she does look pissed off like yeah she's i'm not... so glad me she... too i'm so glad you said the willy thing me too i'm so glad that she said <laughs> i mean the only thing that made me feel a bit funny is when she was like I want to see yourself because I'm showing you myself, bitch. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the bitch was a bit much. The bitch was a bit much. But, like, it is true. She could flop around with free willy all she likes and he needs to stop thinking that she is lucky to have him. Yeah. And, like, she knows. I think she's realised that he's saying that they need to leave because he's going to go and fuck about. I think he's just really upset that he hasn't had a moment to promote his podcast enough. (laughs) And, like, that was why he came on the show. Very true. I've had enough of him, but also I want to know every single reason for his bizarre thoughts and everything that he says. It's Mm. just, he's such a strange person. And he was supporting Jonathan at the table. (gasps) We knew he would. Did we talk about the dinner party already? Yeah, we did. We yeah. talked about this already. But yeah, it was that was just bad. Yeah. I <sighs> did not like it. Shall we go to April and George? Sure. Um <laughs> April and George, what are you doing? What's happening? Every time we see them, it's so they go into the dinner party together happy. And then they both get pissed and then have an argument with someone and then they clearly go home pissed and George says loads of jealous stuff and they have a horrible argument. Yeah. And then they come to their commitment ceremony saying, last night we, yeah, it was our worst night that we've ever had. And yeah. George just doesn't, can't trust me. And like, it's, it's not going to change. No. And she, they both said like, when I'm not here for the drama, this is about our relationship. I'm like, you, the first thing you said when you sat on the couch was that outside forces are making you question everything. I'm like, well, don't pay attention. Yeah. It's so basic. Yeah. Also, don't be a bitch. And then maybe people won't say things about you. No one made you have a big argument about people, like, saying things about... Do you know what I mean? Like, okay, fair enough. Thomas is stirring so much shit with them. But they then went home and had an argument about that and then blamed that argument on everyone else. It's so toxic yeah, to be like... We wouldn't be having, like, I wouldn't be angry at you if Thomas hadn't said this thing about you or vice versa. Do you know what I mean? And like, it's that whole argument that I was saying again about how, like, people using, like, this is our sacred thing. Like, mm. no one come in. If you make it all private and don't include people in, like, a healthy way. Do you know what I mean? Like, include, like, yeah. friends and opinions in the way that they're meant to be doing it. Then it does become a mess. Yeah. And it does infiltrate and in a messy way. Clearly George is going around to his friends saying loads of shit about April and why she he can't trust her. Because of him talking to Adrian. Well, 
Yeah, but but like, yeah, this is one one of the reasons that we think Adrian might have piped up. But I'm just saying, like, I'm not surprised everyone's getting frustrated because half the time he spends slagging her off to everyone. Yeah. And she does him, actually. And then the other half of the time they're like, no one talk to us, we're on our own journey. It's like, well, and stop then she going said she to everyone gonna, then. she was going to write leave because of what other people were saying. I was like, oh, that is God. pathetic. Pathetic. Yeah. But yeah, what the hell, <gasps> Paul... What are you doing? We were about to get some juicy, juicy gossip, we drama were from so Adrian. so excited when Adrian started actually he getting like, a bit I've angry. I've been wanting to say something for weeks. And again, Adrian is silenced again. I am so annoyed. Paul, what the fuck do you think you're doing? Why did you call the some kind of peace over your apparent sacred forum? It's a reality show. We want to see the argument. I'm like, what was it? And also... It was so confusing. Sorry. Was it, was it that... Um, oh, I sound like April. <laughs> was it that George feels the same way about Adrian? Did they kiss? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Did they shag? Did they... Imagine if that was uh, the drama. I, I think we'd know from Thomas if that was the drama. But... Oh, sorry. The thing on the forum that you just said. Yeah. That was what pissed me off so much is because a few weeks ago they said, you can talk... Respect the forum. You can talk to someone when they're on the couch yeah. like because yeah. Kwame was shouting at um, Shanita when they were all on the away from the couch and he said you can do it you can make comments but only when someone's on the couch so then why are you telling Adrian no one knows what this process is if this episode if these past if this past week has shown us anything it's that no one understands what the process is actually <laughs> also people have been far more horrible to each other on the couch than Adrian was being to George or George was being to Adrian. Totally. They were having like a fairly healthy, slightly raised voice moment with yeah. each other, which, which should have been allowed. From Thomas Adrian. left. So that was a blessing to yeah. everyone. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? I, I wonder whether they're trying to keep a secret from coming out that they want to come out because in the Because this final. is like the Whitney and the Whitney and Matt show. I'm just very frustrated that we don't know the truth. Mm-hmm. I want to know the truth. Why did you stop it, Paul? We're going to find out probably in a big explosion maybe next week or at the end of the series. Or Adrian will tell us on Instagram. I'm sure... Well, Thomas will tell us first, I'm sure. Or Adrian will call you up and tell you in person because you love him. I do love him. We're going to be friends. (laughs) Um, Yeah, George's hometown. Thought his house would be bigger. It was so funny the way he kind of like rolled up with his convertible sunglasses on. April in the car. I was like, oh... And then it was just like... A new build. A new build in one of those horrible estates. (laughs) Sorry, everyone, we're a bit snobby. (laughs) (laughs) But also jealous because I was jealous of everyone that lived in Morton Hall and I didn't live in Morton Hall, which was the new estate Mm. in various amendments. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. So it's a a complex set of feelings you have about George's house. It is, I hate it because it's a loser, but I also really wanted to be (laughs) part of this estate because all my friends lived there and I felt like my family wasn't rich enough or something. I just thought that... He would have like an old farmhouse that's kind of posh with wellies mm-hmm. and land and stuff, and they're very detached. They tried to make it look that way with like their outfits and the two dogs. Yeah, and... I think they must have filmed maybe in his mum's house at the start of the series or something that seemed had that oh. kind of vibe when he was telling them. And they had the... and he had a different. The mum didn't have the stepdad. <laughs> Your mum said it was a stepdad. I don't know why she got that from. Did they say bloke? She got off the, the market. <laughs> I do, he looked like he sells goats on the, at the market on a Wednesday. <laughs> we got one shot of him and he's just sitting there in the corner like, hmm. I was like, who is this man? <laughs> I haven't heard anything from him. He sounds so weird. I he mean, sounds so weird. 
clearly George and his mother are both top of their list is just a partner who will not threaten them in any way, won't talk to a single other person, won't trigger any jealousy. So they probably just want little stuffed animals to sit in the corner because she ha- was exactly the same as him. Yeah, she they, that was weird when she was like crying and April was like, oh mate, I was just here for the money. Well, imagine someone just being like, I just don't want you to break his heart. Like, what about him being a dickhead? You don't, don't you want your son to stop being a dickhead? Just stop being a dickhead. Like, Jonathan's mum wants him to stop yeah, being a dickhead. very sensible. <laughs> Should we segue into that? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, loved it. I mean, I mean, sort of loved it, but also, like, Sophie wanted some comfort, which she got. She saw that she's not just going mad in this situation, but she also didn't get much hope because Jonathan's mum was just like, it's, oh, yeah. Because he's been the same his whole life. Yeah, oh, yeah, you can't get him... Like, he's always doing that. I was like, oh, great. He, yeah, Jonathan's mum calls him an old Oh, old a granddad. bit of a granddad. How embarrassing. And then he's... At least he is kind of like, yeah, yeah, I know. I know I'm like that. She's like, you need to learn to be sensitive and trust and respect people's boundaries. He's like, yeah... Oh, I've all just, right, mum. I've just never, I've never had to do that before. I've never had to uh, think about anyone else's feelings. Like, and going Life backwards, thank God the experts absolutely ripped him to shreds. <gasps> yes. And Paul yes. was like, you completely lack emotional intelligence. Oof. And he was like, hang on. And it's like, no, you do. You do lack emotional intelligence. Yeah, that was, <laughs> that was so strong it made me cringe a bit, but it was probably the only thing i agreed with paul about this episode and she he kept saying to like sophie if you know me as a person you know i'm being jerky and it's like it doesn't fucking matter if you're being jerky also he does she does know you as a person because you've been spending every minute together for the past three weeks like she knows you're you on a personal level Mm -hmm. and sophie said that he doesn't have any empathy or sympathy like that was really brutal but also true yeah and we were worried that mel might be charmed by him but no, Mel and Charlene were both shocked. I've never seen Mel so um, animated. Yeah, in she her. was like, come on, Jonathan. Yeah. You can't, you can't just... What was it that he said that made her do that? It was like, oh, he was like, well, if you spend your whole life worrying about everybody else's feelings, then that's going to be too much. And she was like, what the fuck? This is your wife. Like, yeah. <laughs> you have to worry You're about just walking around being a dickhead all day. Fun. Oh my God, that's what really made me think... I dread to think what his YouTube browsing history looks like. <laughs> I think him and Kwame have a lot in common. They, well, they clearly do, yeah, because Kwame thinks he's a bloody ray of bloody sunshine. Oh, God, I can't be bothered. I can't be bothered with it. Oh, should we move on to the... <laughs> do you want to move on? Is that too yeah, soon? no, it's just funny. You really couldn't be bothered. Done. Done. I'm done with I'm it. I'm just bored of Jonathan. Done. He's annoying me. Should we move on to the main drama? Matt and, Matt and Witters. Yeah. Yes. Although I'm kind of done, I'm kind of done with the experts trying to make this a bigger drama than it was. It but... really, well, I was trying to compare it in my head to Carolina and Dan, who from we had Australia from Australian Maths last year. If you listened to last season, um, you'll know what we're talking about. If you didn't, um, season one is available on all your streaming platforms. <laughs> and we discussed this. They didn't let Dan and Carolina back onto the experiment. Mm. Because of the way that they kind of handled their affair. Theirs she, was a lot nastier. It was a lot nastier. She was calling her partner who... Well, her husband. I can't remember his name. Dion. Dion! <laughs> Little, short, lovely diamond geezer Dion. Um, 
she was being really horrible to him and saying that he was he was being nasty and he was doing all of these things to cover up the fact that she was cheating. Yes. And they were mocking him and like it was just And they kissed really him private. They they yeah. they um they kissed before they, before told, they anyone, told anyone. They made out and then he was just like he said really embarrassing stuff and then they showed it to everyone and they were all really yeah. pissed off. There was like big storm outs. She let him cook her dinner and like make all this effort. So it was much, <sighs> much worse. Much nastier. And they didn't let them come back on to the show. Should we share what your dad thinks of the Matt and Whitney situation? The Matt and Whitney situation. Yes. So I've been thinking about it in the shower as you do, and thinking, what was it about last night that just felt really weird and wrong? And I've realised that of all the bad behaviour amongst the participants in the so-called process, um, the real villains, as far as last night was concerned, are, are the, uh, and, and the biggest fakes, are the experts. Um, what the hell... What are they talking about? Giving lectures about disrespecting the process? In most people's, in most people's eyes, um, in sort of traditional views of marriage, there's an element of solemnity to it, which the whole aspect of this programme is basically blown out of the water. It's put a couple of people together, see how they get on. Um, and... Yet they're giving these sanctimonious lectures about we we're disappointed with you. You've disrespected the process. Absolute bullshit. And then all of a sudden, oh no, we've looked at the science. They've obviously sat there with um, um, Bunsen burners and test tubes and um, bubbled something up. That all of a sudden, oh Whitney and Matt, ah, oh, they're amazingly they're a, they're a match. Wow, that's amazing. So uh, it's all shit, isn't it? Um, very, very cynical, I thought. Anyway, just thought I'd share that with you. <laughs> I didn't know if there was some kind of like mic drop end. No. Um, yeah, I couldn't have put it better myself, really. The thing that you said was about how it used to be more. You've seen Daisy Flynn has seen every season of Married at First Sight. Yeah, it's, it was funny because when we. When we went on the unveiled thing, the producer who spoke to us was like, right, this is season two. And I was like, um, I think you'll find it's season seven. <laughs> <laughs> I've watched all of them. I think I might have missed a couple in the middle. And especially the first one, it was only about four episodes and there was two couples and it was very much, they showed us all of the so-called scientific processes which was like involved like making them sweat taking their pheromones that's so testing fun. their pheromones yeah it was really exciting rather like, than oh being God. like he has a son and she has said <laughs> she wants a son they're a perfect match yeah and yeah and there was like loads of people to pick from and they only picked a couple of people and you you kind of believed that it was really all based on the science did those ones last i think one of them did and one of them imploded terribly to do with some kind of sex thing on the honeymoon. Oh, right. But... Sorry, anyway. So, yes, because because my brother was saying, well, surely no one thinks that they're, like, they're going into something real anyway when they're talking about the process. And I was like, well, actually, it did used to be kind of more real, but now people must be getting wiser to the fact that it's just all about ratings and, like, that... 
them trying to keep up this pretense of like this holy sacred process and when Paul doesn't well, like we said Paul doesn't know what it is because he's saying one thing one week and one thing the next and yeah they and they they clearly wanted sound bites to put in the trailers of them telling people off for having the fair to make it seem yeah. more exciting when yes they were they, it wasn't very nice what they did but Gemma and Matt and Whitney well Gemma and Matt especially weren't even in a relationship let alone and a marriage Whitney wrote leave so yeah. she checked out and she yeah. obviously wasn't gonna check back in like we all and so it was a bit rude how Whitney kept being like it was failed it was a done deal um it's done it's yeah. done about Gemma and Gemma was like yeah. oh, I didn't think it was done but Gemma obviously wasn't listening that was annoying because she tried to say it as like a chummy thing she was like we've all been there girls when like you stick around for something that was horrible that was nasty longer than and, it, and then the guy's checked out he's checked out yeah he's checked out because he's seen your tits and he's gone yeah. after them <laughs> that's the, that was really <laughs> annoying and like Whitney then had the kind of like audacity to go into the experts and then say I don't want to see Gemma hurt I didn't want to hurt her I was like you didn't say I mean from the way they edited it at Mm. least everything she said at the dinner party was nasty and like really putting Gemma down and that Mm. was really not very nice but like I said I'm I don't understand why they want to go back in the process it's stupid and then the experts said now the hard work really starts I'm like yeah what two weeks what yeah. are you going to do? They just get to spend every second together for two weeks and not work. Heaven. So like having a little holiday. And they get another marriage at the end, probably. Oh. <laughs> and the fact that they made them prove why they deserve to say it. What, they what are they deserving? And also they're not getting a... Pro- like, they're not getting a good thing. They're not getting real relationship therapists. Like, they're producers. They might give useful ex- advice sometimes. Yeah. But quite clearly they've put people in this group that are going to go off with each other and have affairs. And then the very people that did that get angry at those people and make them, like, dance to get back in. It's, yeah, it, it, it is, was really it weird. weird. And Matt, I want to know what the beef is between Matt and Zoe because there's yes. something funny going on there because Matt is a dick to Zoe. I don't like that at all. Like, he's kind of... He's all right. I, I, I get his point of saying, like, if something good could come out of something bad, then that would be nice. But yeah, when he talks to Zoe and shouts at her and gets particularly angry as soon as she starts any sentence towards him, I'm like, mm, that's because she's butch because that's the vibe I'm getting. That's the vibe I'm getting too. Because he can't fuck her, probably. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yuck. Don't like it. Yuck indeed. Yuck indeed. Um, and <laughs> everyone, when they talk about it in this commitment ceremony and everyone gets really pissed off about the idea of Matt and Whitney staying... I think mainly, I mean, they, they're they all also saying the bloody thing about respecting the process. They probably just don't want them to be on the telly because they've pissed them off and they yeah. want them to get out of the limelight. And, yeah. But um, Jonathan is the only one that says, well, yeah, I don't see a, I don't see a problem with it. He's so dumb. <laughs> and then Whitney says, she's acting like I ran over her grandma or something. Whitney, your mother died in a car crash. Yeah. Like, we were, we both were that like... Was hectic. What? I think that was a bit of weird Freudian stuff I think there. it was as well. I don't think she knew that she said it. Oh. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah, Whitney... Also, it was a weird juxtaposition of Whitney, of them being like, Whitney, do you think you did anything wrong? And her being like, no, I, I don't. And then, and then suddenly, like, grovelling. Yeah. It's like, well... The grovelling was silly. It was, like, so for show, and I don't really understand why yeah i don't get it what are they, are they presumably they're not going to go to each other's families now 
No, I think it's they're be having a, a dating experience. Yeah, they just get to hang out and have in a hotel. Oh, Why Lord. wouldn't you want to come back on the experiment, I guess? Yeah. So we see them having a drink after and then she's like, Chin fucking chin. Oh <laughs> And he's like, Chin fucking chin. Oh, he's not scouse. <laughs> he's got a funny accent. Manchester. Though. He's got a funny accent. <laughs> a funny a funny little accent oh it's a really funny one um from the north or something (laughs) but yep they're allowed in because they've checked out the science and the science says yes to tattoos and yes to big boobies (laughs) (laughs) 